The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant, 7 to 10 a.m. Quarter to nine, and uh, I was asking you earlier, what are the things that have um, you know, really affected you this week, and how do you feel about those things as well? And it was interesting because off-air we were talking about whether one listens to the news after, you know, do I listen to the news after the show? Do I listen to the news on the radio? Now, I do, but there are many, many people that say, I can't listen to the news anymore. And it makes me feel supremely depressed and uncomfortable, and it's hard to stay positive. And I think that that is something that um, is worth talking about and thinking about, is how does one stay positive? I see Peggy has sent us a WhatsApp saying, Hamish, in the sleepy hollow of Heidelberg and Gauteng, we've not had water since the 28th of August, over a month and a half. There's no end in sight, and there are mixed messages from the authorities, and it's very hard to stay positive, especially in the current heat wave. And that, I can imagine, is very very difficult, particularly when uh, the authorities are sending mixed messages. So what do you do to stay positive? How do you stay positive? Well, someone is suggesting that you go and you watch the closing performance of the Don Quixote Ballet with the Royal Ballet at the Johannesburg Theatre. It's at two o'clock today and you might feel a whole lot better. You could also participate in the ninth annual African Women's Writers' Symposium and the Nadine Gordimer Lecture. That's taking place between today and the 20th of October. And on the line we have uh, the one and only Roshni Munsami, who is the symposium director. Roshni, thank you so much for joining us. Ah, oh, thank you for having me, uh, Michelle. What a introduction. Yes, I am the one and only, I have to admit. Well, <laughs> well, I have to tell you that yesterday we were, in fact, talking about you and just talking about the incredible work that you do. So um, your ears must have been burning up a storm. Roshni, annual African Women's Writers Symposium. Talk to us about it. What's it going to entail? Who's participating? Um, I see that you've got some great names, including Prof. Pamela Nichols and Nomboniso Gaza, and much more. Talk to us about it. Okay, we kick off today the African Women's Writers 69th one um, at the Soweto Theatre. Um, so Did you just say the 69th one? No, the ninth oh, one. The I was going to say. I was going to say. Jeez. <laughs> That's uh, for you. Okay, so we kick off today with the ninth um, symposium, the ninth African Women Writers Symposium. And the symposium involves workshops, talks, discussions, um, and we have visitors from outside of South Africa, within the continent, either online or live, or a hybrid audience and a live audience together. So basically, um, this tomorrow, today we kick off at the Soweto Theatre with the fantastic, larger-than-life uh, Miss Rodessa Jones, yes. who has worked with women in all over the world, including San Francisco, incarcerated women. And she is going to talk to us, which is a very interesting topic for South Africans, on love, crime, and passion, and prison. Um, you know, and recently we've seen this crazy case of Nandipa, mm. Magudumana, and Tabu Bester, and just, you know, um, getting rid of all the myths about it. What motivates people? Why are they there? What are the choices you make? We all try to complicate things, but, you know, sometimes it just boils down to very basic issues and looking at the complexity of life. Um, and she will be joined by a fantastic panel of Shange, who has written um, Cop Killer or Killer Cop, uh, Cop Killer, 
on Rosemary Glovosh, and also we will have Lindywe um, Plamini, who is an ex um, Sun City inmate, and she'll talk about what has happened to her in life. And we, that's facilitated by Nambani Sogasa. We also have, which is the first time ever, the launch of the inaugural African Human Rights Prize. Wow. And uh, that will be, have the involvement of Professor Pamela Nichols from the Wits Writing Center. And we'll have music and poetry. That's for today. It's open to everybody. So people can just come to the Soweto Theatre at 2 o'clock. We know, we know that, um, uh, what's her name? Pro- not what's her name, sorry. Professor Barbara Boswell is going to deliver the Nadine Gordimer in Memoriam Lecture. That's going to be on um, Friday the 13th. That's an ominous yes. date, but nevertheless, it may be a wonderful <laughs> date as well. Um, what do you think she's going to talk about? And how, how is she going to expand the conversation backwards to Nadine Gordimer, but forwards to the likes of um, Rodessa Jones and many others? The, uh, the, the Nadine Gordimer in Memorial Lecture does not, it reflects on the ethos of Nadine Gordimer, yes. on human rights, equality, discrimination. Um, so those are the issues that are universal and global that are still important even more today. So the talk doesn't work on, uh, usually the in-memorial lectures just focus on the ethos of Nadine's writings. It will be completely different, but it will be current and relevant. Um, and we've had fantastic people as well in the past, like um, Titi Gangaremba, yes. um, you know, Julian Slovo, um, um, you know, uh, Eminata Forna, all those kind of people. So the talk has always drawn amazing people like Professor Boswell, who will be on um, on Friday at um, round about 4.30, talking, um, doing this keynote address. Um, and it will be on current politics, current social dynamics, living in the world right now. Um, no, so that's, yeah. It's, it's, it's so interesting because yesterday I started reading um, the new Lauren Bjorkus book. Um, yes. Of course, the looking at science fiction, but also just looking at the different realities of the world that um, we can look at. And certainly when we think about the world, there are so many different realities. In, I mean, obviously in Lauren's case, it's, it's more about um, how one can shift time and place. But we can start to think about the very different realities of the world right now, even in an event of this nature, can't we? Yes, you can. And also, like for instance, we, we on, on the Saturday, we have the famous uh, Egyptian feminist Mona Al-Tahawi, and she will be joining us with a panel, and that's also round about uh, 4.30 on Saturday at the Market Lab Photo Workshop Auditorium. And she'll be joining us and looking at social media and misogyny and all the various things that young people you know, sometimes you just get drawn into it, but you're not fully aware of all the things that exist, like Andrew Tate. Who's been, yeah. uh, you know, it's amazing to see young black men and white men um, and older men who cannot see any problem with it, and they think they are progressive. It's like a cult following. It is incredible. And looking at various aspects of, um, you know, inequality and social media and what it does, so that will be a very, very interesting talk. It's about our realities and how do we protect young people and create a better future and change the current narrative sure. and use our agency to do so. Roshni, we wish you all the very best. It promises to be an extraordinary week of um, communication, conversation and engagement. 
Is um, are, are most of your people coming in, or is it um, online webinars, etc.? Everybody's coming in. Everybody's there besides Mona Al Tahawi. She'll be joining us live from New York. We have a live feed, a professional team set up. That's going to be fantastic. And but everybody else, um, you will see Rodessa Jones at Soweto Theatre today. All the panelists, all the South African panelists, including the workshops by Aria Salafranca and Leonard Cohen, Sia yes, Matazzini. They're just amazing, amazing things. I wish I had these things when I was growing yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> they, will, they will all be there in person, live and direct. Roshni, I think it's going to be absolutely brilliant. And I have no doubt that uh, when Mona Altahawi comes uh, to speak, that she will also raise... Uh, what is happening in um, the Gaza-Israel uh, uh, environment right now. I'm sure she'll be able to comment on that Definitely, as well. definitely. She definitely will. I wish you all the very, very best. If people want to get hold of you and they want to find out how to get involved and get um, participate in a variety of ways, uh, how do they do that? The best place is on Facebook. We have a page, um, African Women Writers Network. We will also be live streaming today's session on that page. Um, and it's best to get to, to inbox us or be on that page. And we will also be live streaming through the Soweto Theatre website, SowetoTheatre.com. Roshni, thank you so much for joining us. That's Roshni Munsami. She's the Symposium Director of the ninth Annual African Women Writers Symposium and also the Nadine Gordimer Lecture. It starts today and it finishes on the 20th of October in Gauteng, which takes us to our second guest. And um, we're going to just give you 30 seconds of uh, the work that she does as a poet. Her name is Flo Wellington. She's an author, a publisher, fashion designer, poet. And I have to say, she is um, the author of probably one of the best titled book of poems, certainly for anybody who lives in Gauteng or who is a Joburg um, resident and the uh, the, the, the anthology is called How Trained, and that really does um, bring some light and smile to my world. Let's take a sound from her poetry. Being a woman burns between the ears, inside the chest, between the thighs. It burns scars into our flesh and is dressed with calamine and herbal smiles. Speaking for the woman burns. Slits, tongues, rips hearts into shreds. Scorches throats that try desperately to silence the rage. And it cannot be named anything but rage. And that's a, a snippet of Flo Wellington. She's on standby. That particular poem is Fire in Your Scars. Flo, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning to the listeners. Thank you for having me. It's an Absolute pleasure. Flo, let's talk about poetry, but let's talk about poetry as it, I suppose, as what it means for you personally. You know, I've, I've, got, I've gotten this question a lot over the years, and I struggle to answer it because it varies at various times. I mean, when you're young, poetry means different things to, you know, as you age and mature. And I think now... I've really come to understand that poetry in essence is part of my calling as a storyteller, hmm. as a woman of color, as an indigenous Khoi woman. Um, it's, it's, 
the essence of through which the voice that my ancestors get to speak through me, you know. And there are many mediums of art that uh, we use to document and archive the times. And for me, poetry has always been that um, that vessel and that point of reference of what's happening in my life, in my family's life, in the people around me, the communities. And it's just the the crux of of um, making our stories relevant to who we are as a people. You know, I I love what you say about telling the stories of um, people of Khoi descent. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. you, I'm thinking of Lady Scully, um, mm-hmm. and how people are using the arts to really start to tease out, engage, and sometimes it is picking the scar, but one needs to do that engage with the heritage and the history of our country. Do you see yourself as a historian as well? I'd like to think that we all have little bits of historians in us in some way or another. Um, I think as a writer, we are automatically mandated in that way um, to be historians because we are documenting our generation, because we are documenting our stories generations from now and what i always tell especially people who who come to me as a publisher what i tell them is your work is your legacy and in that sense it does form part of history Mm. Um, generations from now will be looking back at 2023's writing and 2023's poets and writers and looking at the work that we produce now and what are the things that we are talking about and and trying to to you know create um, history from yeah. and in essence changing narratives through our writing as well so I think that it does form part of um, history in essence yes which of course takes us to the great question which I think a lot about and and I'm more and more and more I'm actually thinking about it is how I look at fiction how I look at poetry as a mm-hmm. means to uh, tell history but also to tell truth if that makes sense Definitely, definitely. Talk to us about that. It's it's it's, it's such a fine line, you know, Michelle. Because uh, uh, you know, when you when you're trying to create something in a creative and artistic manner, there's always that little bit of of is this a real story? Is this something made up? Does it come from imagination, or are we really telling the truths of that time? Yes, I try a lot to to write from the perspective of myself, because um, I people watch. So I write what I see and I feel, and yeah. you know, in essence, that is your truth as well, Absolutely. because you are placing yourself in that that subject's shoes. You yeah. know, yeah. So and and poetry does a lot of that we 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 try to engage our readers and our audience into bringing our stories into their lives and then people can say i know exactly what you mean that is my truth i relate to that and through that we are able to find healing in poetry we are able to find um ways of of managing certain emotions certain trauma 10 o'clock which means it's no longer good morning it's now goodbye